I'm sorry for your condition, but I'm about to kill you. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode, 214, is entitled Julian J. Julian J. is the boyfriend of Christina Mara. You'll find her on episode 116, and a friend of many who sit at the table. He'll be joining us tonight. Yes, he's a professional wrestler and much, much more. So pull up a seat at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com slash lunchtimeinrome. Visit us at www.lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And it'd be great if you could give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. So we demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. He got it. Nailed it. He was quiet. He was quiet. Well, Julian is, he's like a, he's a gentle giant. He is a giant. Not even a giant. He's a gentle, strong man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I paused on the www.lunchtimeinrome because I wanted to throw in like a WWE. W- it, it would not it, have worked. No, it would not have. So I just like quickly. Did you notice last week, Amy Raymond skipped it? The WWW. Yeah. Because why do we? Here's the other thing. Here we go. Let's edit it live on the air. Why do we say YouTube.com? We, everybody knows where, where to find YouTube. It's just so, YouTube, you know, slash lunchtime in Rome. I don't know. That's just me. I never read this stuff. I'm usually just sitting here smiling. With well, and, and I don't know how many people are sitting there with a pen and paper. <laughs> right, that's right. What was that again? Was that <laughs> lunch room and com? Time com? Oh, but you. How do you just, say YouTube? I what don't. is dot com? Well, and you know the whole thing about www is short for World Wide Web, right? But www is more syllables than yeah. World Wide Web. Right, it's dumb. It is. It's I'll, dumb, dumb, dumb. I'll just type it out. <laughs> I wonder if it'll accept if I just type it out worldwide, but probably not. Okay. I did fix the www.lunchtimeinroom.com thing. So, well, so it works. Going. So it's like, mm-hmm. is that what you mean? Right. You can just type in lunchtimeinroom.com and it'll okay. fix itself. It'll do its thing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate cool. that. Eric, how are you? Um, dude. Great. <laughs> uh, I am running very ragged, mm. very tired. A um, lot going on. September is a is yeah. a big month. We got like four birthdays. Uh, both my parents, Amy, aunt. Um, sunflower sprouts is, the, is this week, which is great, but it's a lot for us because Amy will work it. Um, we like the way she works. So, so she'll be gone and shout out sunflower sprouts. They're amazing. We are going to have Jen on at some point, probably post sunflower sprouts, but um, it's, it's just a lot because Amy will work all day and then go work sunflower sprouts in the evening yeah. and I'll work all day. And then I have Maggie and you know, we're 
trying to figure everything out and and it always it seems to just sneak up on us and we and we feel like all right we got to figure it out this year nope <laughs> no nope. like the way to figure it out is to send maggie away for a week <laughs> you know like it's just it's just a lot and yeah, you guys put a lot of time and effort right that. and it's we're ships passing in the night right now the one thing i am celebrating is that right now amy it's amy's birthday today Woo-hoo! and uh shout out to mel my specialist at work um she sent me this trivia night at threadbare which is a local cider and mead house Mm -hmm. and uh they so i guess they serve really good pizza um but they're having a golden girls trivia night and if you don't know my wife she is probably the biggest golden girls fanatic we have we have golden girls clue over on the shelf over there by the way i want to play that you have to find out who eats the cheesecake um it's great and it's fun. It's it's like Clue. I know you, you're a big I bet Clue it was fan. Blanche, it's always Blanche, but um, surprised her with that tonight, and I believe she's having a good time according to the text that she sent. Oh wait, you surprised her with it tonight? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she knew there was something, but she okay. didn't know what it was, okay. and she knew I wasn't going, so she put some pieces together like it's a girls' night, right? Um, but, but she didn't know what. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny because that was the audible. Jay drove the girls there tonight while I had Maggie and dinner with my parents, so. Um, so it's just, it's one of those things where I don't, you know, like when you don't have like a, a day or a weekend to look forward to, Yep, it sucks. And you don't want to live life in the mm-hmm. next big thing productions. Right. And sometimes you have, it's just, it's nice to have something to look forward to. And there's been, I think there's been studies on that. And there's also mm-hmm. like, somebody was talking about like the happiest you'll be yeah. is when you're looking forward to something. Yeah. The and we've even talked about we, that on the show. Yes. It, yeah. Like when you're prepping for, va- I love prepping for vacation and planning and thinking about the things that we're going to do. Cause a lot of times whenever like the execution happens, it's not what you wanted, but like, man, when you were thinking about it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so Right now, I just don't have that, and right now, we're just kind of getting through the day, you know? And I said it last week. It's a season. I think I said it last week on the podcast that I want to make a t-shirt that says on the front, it's just a lot. Yeah. And then on the back, it says, on top of too much. Yeah. That's a great shirt. <laughs> it's a great shirt. It's yeah. where you are. It's where we are. Um, yeah. It's where we are. Front and back t-shirts. Yeah. Think about that side to side. We've, we've talked in the past about... Um, podcast merch too mm-hmm. man that would be so much fun to like have podcast sayings we could do a lot of fronts and the backs. front could say it's fine on the back not really yeah right <laughs> the front could say heading to titusville back could say ever heard of it yeah yeah come on all right we'll work on it a big seller <laughs> it, it might be if everybody in titusville bought one and we made a dollar fifty <laughs> on each t-shirt we'd have does ever heard of it come from, no, from make andy on the office is that where that phrase comes from? Oh, like ever heard of it? Yeah, because he's like, went to Cornell. Ever, ever heard, heard of it? it? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's why I first said it. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. But Amy Raymond pointed out it's from some British show where a girl, little girl goes, ever heard of it? Ah. But that's after that. I never heard of it. You know what I've heard of? Yeah. Mm. Uh, the what? fact that there is no way that I was going to break down driving the girls down to uh, the north side, Troy Hill to be specific. Because I had a brand new battery in my car. Oh, that sounds good, but I think there's a negative somewhere in here. Yep. Yesterday I got in the car, and when I started it, it kind of paused. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Maybe I kind of did the key slow. And I'm like, "Ah, I've never changed the battery. And then I was like, well, but I'm sure my car has a warning or something like that. Because, you know, 
Oh, it doesn't. So I got yeah. in the car today for golf practice, and it, I mean, it didn't even, it was just like, nope. Well, it clicked. So the starter was working. But had a nice conversation with the AAA guy, and $235 later, I am good to go. So it won't happen when it's cold out. Things have gotten so expensive. But he told me. To all you Tesla people. I was fortunate Hogging because they were out of out of stock for a long time because that kind of battery, the manufacturer went on strike and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but I'm buying the battery. You don't have to sell it to me. It's cool. You know, you mentioned the warning lights. And it's funny because you, you started saying that. I'm like, I've had batteries die. I've never gotten a warning light like beforehand. But don't cars have, like when you first start a car and you know how like right. all the warning lights sort yeah. of cycle through. There is like there a, is there's a little a battery. battery, right? Yeah. yeah. But it. Know. It's never worked on a car I've driven. Well, and so I'm like, yeah, all right, I don't well, think it has all right, so I'm talking to this guy, and he's telling me all these stories, and I'm being me, and I'm just listening to him and stuff like that. And he told me he's engaged, but they're just going to go to justice of the peace because they don't have money to get really married right now. Blah, 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 blah. So at the end, I, I handed him a piece of paper with my phone number on it and on Faith Community Church. I said, hey, listen, don't go to justice of the peace. I said, you know, you're a nice guy. I'll hook you up. You know, I could charge you anything. I'll, if you're just going to get a quick marriage, I'll take care of it for you, whatever. And he goes, you're a pastor. Jesus. <laughs> and I went, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't that funny when you like are just talking to somebody in like informally for the first time you're, and you're never going to see them again, but they're giving you like half their life story. That happens to me a lot. I was going to say to you, not me. Yeah. Although today to checking out too. it. Really, I believe yeah. it. You're very approachable. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to Rajon at Aldi. He's my guy. He's one of the checkout guys. And we always talk. He's so excited about football. So excited about football. I mean, he was saying to me before the first preseason game, you watching? Are you watching? <laughs> and so I was in his line today and I said, so you ready for week one of the NFL? And he's shaking his head because Steelers played so bad. Yeah. And I said, dude, it's early. And he goes, yeah, but it's also too late. <laughs> Man, that's sad. It really was. Wow. It was awesome. Aw. That's Chris. I am doing really well. Really well. I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago when school was starting how I was feeling less anxiety, and that has continued. I don't I don't know why. I kind of don't want to question it. I just want to roll with it. Sure. But um, I, I do know that a big part of it is it's just been a very successful start to the school year. I'll say within my classroom, as I've mentioned before, there's just so many other factors of changes and busing and blah, blah, blah. But overall, it's been really good. And I got the cutest comment from a kid the other day. I can't remember what grade. Younger. A younger grade. And um, I was playing my guitar and you know, you know, singing a little song, teaching it to them. And the kid goes, Mr. Davidson, why don't you have a YouTube channel? Oh. And I thought that was like the cutest <laughs> little compliment. I was like, my man. Did you say, nice. well, I have a podcast that's on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I started, I was like, well, I have a podcast and I, uh, yeah, we're, we're on YouTube and I'm, I'm live at church every week for, you know, on our church YouTube channel and I'm on, but no, didn't say all that, you but it was very nice. So it's been a very pleasant time. My Amy is out on the, the, the threadbare Cider excursion tonight. Yeah. Could have gone and, with Amy's uh, birthday. Uh, is that what it is? No. Um, and she was very concerned about, like, she's like, I, I love Golden Girls, except I haven't watched it in a million years, and I'm not going to be helpful at all at this trivia thing. That's so. such a classic Amy worry. Yeah. Because, like, does she really think Amy Hammond's going to be like, come on! <laughs> right. Amy's going to, like, know the answer before they she's, finish the question. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically, like, yeah, she's just there for support and I'm curious, obviously to, you know, celebrate. I'm curious how many I would know. 
just because Golden Girls is on in our house, and oh. I've seen like almost, <laughs> I actually like the show. Sure. I told Amy, I was like, if anything happened to you, I would probably put on Golden Girls just to have it on. Aww. Aww. Like it'd be one of those things. You probably have taken in so much by like osmosis or yes, whatever you call just, it. Yeah. Like you couldn't answer direct, uh, a question directly, but if you were like, cooking dinner they have you cook dinner and ask you a question yeah. and you're just like subconsciously For multiple choice he would always get it right yeah. it was blanche yeah they live in miami <laughs> i once met with a guy who was like trying to be a youth pastor in penn hills or an associate but i don't know but he's supposed to meet with you because i had all the ins at the school and everything else and he was like you know we're not all perfect you know we all have our guilty pleasures like you know at night sometimes i like to watch golden girls <laughs> and i was like like you are the worst that's your guilty pleasure Really? That's that's your deep dark secret. Right, right, you right. watch Golden Girls. I'm like, that's why people don't like Christians. <laughs> but I'll tell you why people like Christians. Ooh, do tell. Because of people like Julian J. <laughs> yeah. Like uh just I, I would I would call him a uh ran right through that open door, did you guys? <laughs> like an open book. Oh, this is yeah. so smooth. I just you know, I'm trying to, to find words to describe his his open demeanor. That he's just like there's nothing like a smooth Chris transition. It's like when they announce him at his wrestling events, they're like, you know, part of the tag team champion, the hooligans, open demeanor, Julian <laughs> J. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Open demeanor. Julian, thanks for being here, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Tell me, uh, tell everybody briefly, um, in 30 seconds, then we'll get back into you. Your, what's your story? What do you do in life? Where are you right now? What's mm. going on? Hmm. Um. Well. Wow. You're not. <laughs> not a, <laughs> do you know someone who does know <laughs> yeah. the answers to these questions? Uh, probably my. No. You know what? This, this is how good he is. He's so good. He wanted you to feel better about your porch. I really, I appreciate that, Joel. So he supported <laughs> yeah. you with his own badge. That's nice. What do you do professionally right now? Um, professionally, uh, well, I'm a professional wrestler. Uh, I kind of moonlight as a professional wrestler. Uh, my day to day life, I am a HIV medical case manager. Um, a lot so, of pro wrestlers are into that. <laughs> I don't know about a lot of, a lot of them. Me, I am one. <laughs> Only one I know of. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah. And you have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. How long Christina. Now? Uh, probably oh. about a little over two years now. Uh, I'd probably say about two years and a half. All right, I think yeah, just about that time. And which of her family members do you like the least? No, I'm just. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get me in trouble. Yeah. It's probably rock. And, besi and besides, <laughs> besides wrestling, your other favorite pastime is uh rugby. Yes. Oh, I yeah. forgot that oh, you yeah. played rugby. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe my whole game. each other out on the pitch. I know, right? I'm a big rugby guy. You can tell. Red Ross. You're built like one. <laughs> Red Ross. <laughs> um, so we're going to try to do something a little bit different tonight. If you've been with us at the table before, we normally get to know the person, which we will do tonight, hear a little bit about their story, wherever you know God leads the conversation, and then we sort of go into their emotional needs. But Chris had some brilliant insight, and Eric confirmed it, mm. that we should go over what their three highest emotional needs are and their three lowest emotional needs are before we get into their story so that we can sort of bounce back and forth in that regard. So Julian's three highest are encouragement, 
approval, which we kind of like call belonging, being a part of something, and acceptance, which is being loved even though you've made a mistake. Hmm. His bottom three is actually four, which is affection, comfort, respect, and support. So we'll keep those in mind as we move forward. Cool, cool. Fair enough? Yeah, and fair it, enough. On a brief look at it, they all make sense, or some of them you go, nah. Uh, I would I would say, yeah, probably. Sweet. Most likely. So tell us your story. If we say, hey, Julian, what's your story? Like, where were you born and raised? What was life like? Give us the highlights. All right. Or the lowlights. Oh, born and raised, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You? True Yinzer. All right. Um, where at, since we are local? Yep. Wilkinsburg, to be exact. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was raised by, you know, uh, mom and dad. Uh, mom passed away whenever I was younger. So, like, she passed away whenever I was nine. So, wow. pretty much raised by a single father. Now, before mm. we go past that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Really? I don't think I knew that. Although, we got to go here right away. <laughs> what do you say when you hear that somebody's mom died? I said, wow. No, what would you say to him? Why you put me on the spot? Hey, my mom died when I was eleven. Right, nine, nine. nine. I mean, say, I would say I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, did you kill her? <laughs> what are you sorry for, man? Confirmed, no. <laughs> <laughs> and if, and even if maybe I did, I'm very sorry. Right? Yeah, oh my gosh! <laughs> gosh, now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was early, <laughs> and me, and Julian, and I said, "Oh, I'm really sorry." He said, "Why'd you kill her?" And I was like, "Oh, we're doing that with death jokes." <laughs> so we'll get to that. But before we get to that, um, what was life like up to that point? Like mm -hmm. brothers, sisters, normal dad work, mom work. What's going on in the home? Yep, uh, both parents worked. I have two older sisters. I'm the youngest of three. Um, Baby Jewel. <laughs> Um, How much older are your sisters? 11 and five years apart. Okay. So you didn't really grow up with them. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like I mean, the oldest. There, yeah. The but... oldest one, I really didn't. Um, the older one, uh, we pretty much like, like were raised together. Like she would take me to school and all that stuff. You know? uh, okay. So she was like a so, part of raising you. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would say both of the, both of them were, um, did she ever stick up for you in school or anything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even though probably she didn't want to, cause we we're so close in age. <laughs> um, but, but we were probably a lot closer now, like all three of us, um, especially after our mother passing away and sure. kind of after brought us together. After together. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, my grandma hopped in though, like, she she had a hand in raising me as well. Sure. Um, so like, was that yeah. your mom's mom or your dad? Yes, my mom's mom. Okay. Wow. Did she move in or just no, was living no, nearby no. and would pop in and No, um she was about like a short walk away okay. from our house. Um so she lives in Wilkinsburg as well. Uh and then right down the street from the church I grew up in as well. Which was? Uh St. Mark AME. Okay. So like what part of Wilkinsburg is that? Um Okay, for a, a well, I mean, I know a little bit about Wilkinsburg, mm -hmm. but like near the main strip, above it, or more mm -hmm. towards like Edgewood. It's actually more towards uh, Penn Hills. Okay, actually, over towards Laketon and whatnot. Yeah, up okay. towards East Hill Shopping Center. Yep, yep. Right. Um, so mom gets sick. Mom dies suddenly. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, mom gets sick and mom dies suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
from my understanding, she passed away from aplastic anemia. And originally, I wanted to be a doctor so I could like, God, I'm gonna solve it, like figure oh. it out. But eh, I didn't do go that route. But can I yeah. ask? What, okay, so anemia is iron, low iron, right? Mm-hmm. It's a blood. Di- it was a blood disorder. Okay. So uh, is it a sister to sickle cell? I can't answer that because I don't know. But um, I I do know that it is a blood disorder, which like they're both took her blood out. disorders, right? Yeah. So so it happened suddenly, and you're in fifth grade. Nine no, nine old, years you know? old. No, you're in like fourth yeah, grade. Yeah, fourth yeah, grade, third, maybe. fourth, yeah. whatever. And what time of year? Uh, August. Oh, right yeah. before school? Yeah. Not that it's any... <laughs> not like, oh, well... Yeah, yeah, that. it was yeah. right, it yeah, was, it was right before school. It was right more for his dad. Yeah. Like, uh. it, was, it was August 11th, actually. I remember it to this day. August 11th, 2001. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A month later. One month later. Like, you know what? Things are getting back to normal around yeah. here. Everything's uh, feeling okay now. Jeez. And what what was that like for your dad and whatnot? I mean, like, do you remember like your dad going through stuff? Yeah, um, I think as a kid, I never really like, never really like put it into perspective until I got older, um, and really had to break it down to like really things like, man, like this this man lost like two wives, had uh, and he would always tell us that like, yeah, like I was married one, like before your mother, but like your mother was our like was my soulmate. Mm. Um, what happened to the first wife? She also passed away from. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have no like, idea. We're starting to hit some themes here, but <laughs> but all I know is uh, his first wife was his high school sweetheart. Um, mm. So she passed away, and then my dad met my mom, obviously, and then they had kids, soulmates. So yeah. Um, so your dad didn't have any uh, kids with the no with your previous okay yeah no. Yep. So um, he loses his second wife. Yeah yeah. And he's so, got three kids. Nine, fourteen, and twenty. Yeah, and I love my father so much. Sure. I respect the heck out of that man. Like, if I'm, if I'm lucky or blessed enough one day to be a father, if I am half the father that my father was, I'm doing something right. Wow, man. what a testimony! Yeah. yeah. So, um, because I know and I understand, especially at thirty-one, that like, I mean, raising two kids and the reason why i say two kids is my oldest sister is pretty much she was an adult at the time um two kids like on his home on his own while working a full-time job and of course he had help from my grandmother and then like our family of course like i know that that took a lot that's okay and while grieving the loss of the love of your life well we have we only have one kid and there's two of you and there's two of us and we have all the help in the world from grandparents. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're barely making it. <laughs> <laughs> With no trauma. Well, and it, and, it, and I've and I've thought this before. I'm like, I don't I don't know how single parents do nah, it. Nah, it can't be done. It can't it, ah. Yeah. And yet, yes, yeah, right. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we've thought that same thought, like single parent, no way. No way. It's, it's like the impossible task. Well, and to I mean, you're not short selling your dad at all, but like my oldest kid is 20. Mm-hmm. It still takes energy. You know, what I mean, he ain't done. Different like, energy, but it's right. Different yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's still, yeah, he's doing, you know, all the stuff, homework, mm-hmm. and making sure you do, you know, the clothes and the, everything else for you. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, so what a what a great testimony to a great man. And how is he now? Uh he's how is he now? How is he? How's he doing? Yeah, he's good. 
He's good. He's uh he's still working right now. Oh, um, wow. He he drops for access. Um, okay. But yeah, still, <laughs> still the the same old guy. Hmm. He's uh, I mean, I've seen him upset, but I, I think it's very rare, especially now. Um, but like he always always has a warm greeting. Any Whenever, grandkids? No grandkids. Oh wow! Yeah, no nieces and nephews, and no sons or daughters. Not yet. You, I mean, yeah, but no. yeah, but he has none. No, no. Yeah, no yeah. siblings of. Yeah, interesting. All right. Oh, you might. Never mind. I'm not gonna even go there. So someday, maybe <laughs> someday. <laughs> so you're going, you know, like you said, fourth, fifth, new school year. Um, what was that like? Like, you know, you go into a whole new school year with no mom. Mm-hmm. You know, were you okay? Did you? No. Did you change? Did you get angry? Yes. Did you get? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I actually used to get in a lot of fights um, because. People like at the time, like kids was like, Oh, your mama jokes, like those were going mm. around, and I was not okay with it. Like, yeah. I was an angry child, sure. Um, you're angry before the mama <laughs> joke, right? I mean, like, you're looking for a reason at that right. point, and just like, and I would like, I would get in fights because people would talk about my mom, and uh, did they know? No, okay, but it didn't no. matter, <laughs> no, it didn't matter. No. Well, yeah, when you're a kid, yeah. like, right. it just hurts, sure. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was I was hurting. For and how sure. long did that go? And what happened when you would get home? Like, um, would dad be like, give you fist bumps? Or would he be like, I know you're grounded? Or would he give you a fist bump and then ground you? I think I think he kind of got it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of understood like where I was coming from. Um But no, yeah, I definitely got in trouble for sure. I mean, like I was fighting. Right. Like uh I know he took me out of school. Like, so my, my mother valued education. So my dad valued education. So like, uh, I was in the public schools for Wilkinsburg and then we were taken out, um, and put into like, uh, private schools and everything. Like what? Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but it's St. James Catholic school. Okay. Out in Wilkinsburg. Um, I think the reason why that was, is try to get some discipline in, mm-hmm. in me to none straight stop fighting. Bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that it worked because I got older and started maturing a little bit because uh, then I got to a point where it was just like, well, like, why am I getting in fights? Like, these people don't know my mom. Right. So, like, it cut them some slack. Like, they don't know. Like, they'll never right. know unless I say anything about it. And that's kind of where I picked up the, like, why are you sorry? Yeah. Why are you sorry about, like, my mom dying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Did so, you do like. It? Yeah, I'm, I'm glancing at your emotional needs. And, you know, we mentioned acceptance is one of your highest. And I'm just wondering, like, if your dad, I mean, just from the outside looking in, it seems like you're talking about getting in fights and then you got to go home and your dad, you know, how did your dad handle that? Um, and acceptance being accepting you mm-hmm. no matter what you've done, getting in trouble in school and whatnot. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that was. Um, yeah. How did you feel just, in that? Like moment? he had like your your need of acceptance, like. He was meeting that. Yes. Yes. He still meets that. Okay. Um, I don't think there's ever a time where I'm talking to my dad on the phone where he doesn't tell me that he's proud of me and proud of the thing, like proud of the things that I've done, proud of the man Mm. that I've become. um, That's awesome. And will become. Becoming. Yes. And you're becoming. Yes. Already where you are right now. Right. But also can see where you'll be. Right. So, um, 
With Chris's point of, of of one of your highest needs being acceptance, were you ever like worried coming home from school after you've been in a fight and like worried like what your dad, like what you're going home to? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> like what kid isn't? What's uh, some aren't. Yeah, <laughs> some aren't. Yeah. Some know there's but, no dad at home to even come. But even like even, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's I remember like true. doing bad in school and I'd be like so worried. Like doing poorly in school. Feeling bad about doing See, poorly. I'm still bad at school. <laughs> um, thanks, Jay. Uh, <laughs> but I would be worried, like, sick. Like, I'd be sick to my stomach of, like, what, you know, what was going to happen. Well, I think it's important to point out that we have high needs because they've been met or because they've never been met. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's important is, like, obviously your dad was good at meeting that need. And mm -hmm. so you still have that need. You know, it wasn't as if, you know. He beat the crap out of you, and so now you're always walking around afraid. Like, no, he always was that person. And so there was whippings, for sure, as as a kid. Uh, Were they, can I ask, um, and I, you're, you're, I'm asking you to get inside your dad's head, mm -hmm. but were they, like, in anger sort of moments, or was it more of, like, the calculated, like, I think it was okay, here's what you did, yeah, and this is what you're going to have to do, get now. Yep. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Christina is sitting with us virtually, and she said, I've never seen Mr. Larry upset. Amazing man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, she's just going for the brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and, you're, and you, you have a similar vibe. You know, I'm sure you've gotten upset, but I've never seen you upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally, when you talked about being an mm -hmm. angry kid, and obviously a huge loss like like your mom, That's gonna, that, that makes total sense. But knowing you now, like... Like, for example, I was, again, I was glancing down your emotional needs and um, one of your lowest is respect. And I was like, well, that makes sense because he doesn't get like shaken by things. People say things <laughs> like I, you, like you just never seem at least outwardly shaken by any any thing that's happening around you, whatever weird thing somebody says or, you know, whatnot. I mean, I only see you in social settings, of course, but mm. like from my perspective, yeah, like you just seem like. Like a you know cool calm guy, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's just like eh, whatever. Uh, like, it could be from your dad. I yeah. would imagine it's from your dad, probably. Um, and then one of your other high emotional needs is approval and belonging, um, which I have that too. Um, do you? Did you play rugby and still play rugby because you like to be part of a group? I yeah I, w I would probably say yeah 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 um and wrestling is probably even more so because I feel like wrestling for you is like a brotherhood kind of thing well yes there is that um wrestling is more like independent like of a of a sport even like amateur style wrestling but, but you like, have like a team but yeah like, I'm, I'm in I'm in a group yeah, yeah. I'm in a yeah. team yeah. so like yeah. yeah I think there is that camaraderie camaraderie there and that acceptance and, yeah being a part of something like a little bit bigger than myself. Do you, sure. you play any other sports growing up? Football. Okay. And then uh, I've wrestled as well. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. On the school team. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, speaking of approval belonging, like, and I thought of you, Eric, but, um, cause you have a high need of that also. Mm -hmm. And I do, although I'm not, don't tell anybody because I'm not, <laughs> not going to fit into what I'm about to say, but Julian's the youngest child. You're the youngest child. And I would love to see a study of like, the if the percentages of oldest versus youngest versus middle children that have a high need of belonging because i almost feel like it makes sense for the younger child to feel like 
they're always working to belong. They, mm-hmm. they want to belong. They have a need to belong. I remember I growing up. A study done. There's probably been a study. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I remember growing up, like, I did always want to, like, be with my brother. Because, I mean, they're, like, they were older, you know? Like, did you want to do that, like, with your sisters? Like, hang out with the old... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there, like, there definitely is an element of that. I wonder, And Jay- it's not for the older... Yeah. Uh, you're Again, you're you're the youngest as well. And I was just saying, like, I'd like to look up a study and see... How, like, well, do you have... What's your belonging need? I forget. It's middle. Middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's not nothing. Just but we were talking me. about, like, the youngest... If you're the youngest child... Is that maybe uh, influence your your level of of approval belonging? Like yeah. young young kids always trying to be with their older but it, brothers and sisters. Right. But see, my situation is a lot like Julian's in that you know Marcy is four to four and a half years older than me, and then it's six to Kathy. Right. Mm-hmm. Ten to I mean, my brother is four years older than me, but I still. But he was the only one, though. You know. Well, but see, like I also grew up on a dead end street, so I had no neighborhood friends. You know, I always had like a Dude, best I friend. Need, I didn't really have any neighborhood friends either. Right. But yeah. for me, my need for belonging came from the fact that I was a Mitlow. Mm-hmm. And Mitlows, that was a big deal. We were the house that everybody wanted to hang out. We had big parties. Hang out, I just said. Right. We had big parties for birthdays and everything else. So that's where that came from. Yeah. Um, I was never, like, I never ran to anything. Like, I didn't have to have, fr- I didn't have a group of friends. So my identity wasn't in that. It was always met by the fact that I was a Mitlow. And we had, you know, that actually kept me from having more friends because my friends would all go out. But I was always spending time with my family. Yeah. Mm. Um, so. Yeah. I was just curious. Julian, do you want to tell us, if you're okay with it, about, like, some of the strengths of your relationship with Christina or, like, where you guys have, um, I guess maybe we could go with, like, similarities versus differences and, like, things that you guys have dealt with or, like, like. She's also taking the relational needs mm. questionnaire, I assume. Have you guys shared numbers or have you had those kind of conversations about like your needs versus her needs? I yeah. Uh, we have. Uh I don't know if I remember some of those conversations. I'm sorry I put you on the spot because I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I we definitely have had uh conversations on that. Um I'm not sure if we kind of like meet some of the same same emotional needs uh, probably probably not yeah uh but i try to meet them um i'm not always the best at it to be perfectly honest with you because i'm a human being but yeah. like i i do try good point so <laughs> that's why we do what we do because nobody does it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely sorry i had a little pastoral issue i had to walk away oh, that's okay. for especially everybody who didn't know that i had left uh, did we go over how they met no we did not <laughs> Um, we met on Bumble. Yeah. Did I know that? I guess maybe. I, th- yeah. I think I knew that. Uh, so I assume that's an app. Right. Yes. I was just going to say Bumble's got to yes. be a dating app. I didn't it's know the most 21st century way of I'm not. Yeah, I'm not against somebody, it. But yes, we met on Bumble. It's just that I've never, I haven't been in the dating game while there's for an a few app. Years, while, there, while, while there's a, while there's an app for it. Well, mm-hmm. boy, wait, oh, there's an idea. A podcast on dating apps. Get Mike P in here. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're one of the few success stories mm-hmm. that I think I've heard of. And what I know, like Dr. Drew's talked about, like for about 8% of people, it's great. For 92% mm. of the people, it's the worst thing mm. in the world. Interesting. Because, like, you, like, logically, you would think that it would help because it kind of like jump starts the conversation right because you're kind of finding out like because you obviously you probably fill out a profile yeah you fill out 
who you are, what you like, you know, where you stand politically, religiously. Like you would think that like a lot of that would help jumpstart a relationship, but Mm. I guess it doesn't. I've never like really paid attention to to it. I think it's interesting. And I mean, clearly you can adjust your settings or whatever to like you want to find somebody local and and that sort of thing. But I think it's pretty cool that you guys found each other and you're really local. (laughs) Like you guys are, are like I mean, how far apart did you I mean, were you in Wilkinsburg when you were on that? Were you like Nope, your dad I was on. I was in the south side. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. oh, you weren't as local, but you're very Excuse relatable because you grew up to like the neighborhood next, like right near Penn. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. And your that first cool. date was? Uh, <laughs> it's not there anymore, but it was Dobar. Uh, it's um on East Carson. It was like a pizza rotisserie place. Um, rotisserie pizza. No, rotisserie chicken and no, pizza. Yeah, rotisserie uh, chicken and oh, pizza. But rotisserie pizza might be a... <laughs> That's the thing, man. Right? That's a terrible thing. idea. That's it is a sloppy terrible. and messy. <laughs> it is a terrible idea. No, rotisserie no, yeah. pizza. Let's yeah, make a pizza and just flip it around yeah. a little. <laughs> well, convection. You know, if it's... Oh, if it's yeah, but that's... The is chef that, is, is thinking over here. He's... At that point, I was thinking that too. <laughs> it's a side It has to rotate. Not like cruised on a conveyor belt. Christina does point out that she was in Oakland when he was in the South Side. Yes. So, yes. Uh, well, yeah, he was at school. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right across the bridge. Right. Birmingham. Bridge. Anyway. College? Do we do that? College, yeah. Yeah. We did actually, we discuss that. Yeah. No, we did no, not. No, no, no. We, we talked about, about Julian, uh, tell us about your college experience. Approval belonging and like being in sports mm-hmm. and that being a part of uh like being a part of a group. And then the brother sister thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. How about college? How about college? Um, college was interesting. Where'd you go? Wait, did we go through high school yet? No. You graduated from? Central Catholic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Whoa, you did go. You yeah, went. I'm a private school. Private all the way. St. James mm-hmm. feeder system takes you right into that. All right. All right. Do they, did they, or do they, did they, do they have a big wrestling program? Actually, no. So, okay. uh, just easy, I guess. Um, but. I was a part of the, I was a part of the team that kind of that we won sectionals, and this is the first time we did that like out of like school history. Our wrestling team prior to that was kind of like crappy, <laughs> hmm. so we just got good coaching um, uh, for a few years, and then we were we were good even to the backups. So, what yeah. did you wrestle at? I wrestled at one eighty nine my first year, or it was like one seventy two. The weight classes were different back then, but it was like 172, 189, and then I'm 189, 215, and then our, yeah, heavyweight, our 285, which was heavyweight at the time, um, got hurt. So I had to wrestle 285 my so, senior year. What? Yeah. How much does it mean weigh? he was 285? I know. Well, probably about 215. That's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. so you were given numbers as you progressed older. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just yeah, giving I mean, general. Like, yeah, okay, I got you, got you, got right, you. But he was wrestling 215 Still, pounds. Yeah. Wrestling dudes who were. Mm-hmm. You probably had to rely on your quickness. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly how that went. <laughs> Every time you're in the down position, they were just like clunk. <laughs> If they tried to sit out fat, quick enough. They tried to fat guy roll me every single time. Because <laughs> when they just bring your, like, you're in the down position, they bring your arm and they try to roll you over. And I was like, whoosh. Nope. <laughs> and so every nice. other guy on the team hated you because you didn't have to cut weight. 
I don't know about that. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that's what everybody talks about in wrestling is you have to cut weight and oh, you're like yeah. sitting there eating quarter pounder after quarter pounder <laughs> trying to get up to like 217. <laughs> like, I think at that time though, I was like, oh, like, yeah, just lost so much weight because I started wrestling everything. It's just like, I got to keep it off. So I might have like developed a little slight of a oh. like eating disorder. But that not wow. Interesting. Yeah, it does. Oh. I don't, I don't know too much about that now because they bumped up the weight classes because of that to try to make it more healthier and same day weigh in and mm-hmm. or day no same day weigh in uh, uh, for the match now i'm confusing things yeah but yeah like, yeah you have to like i know whenever i wrestled in high school you had to weigh in before the match like like probably like an hour or two before the match so like people being there like jogging running like yeah in, that's like, sweatsuits because then, then you're like you know wrestlers do a lot of work in the weight room and mm-hmm. you're putting on muscle mass which is clearly you know every, i think everybody knows is heavier than fat so like you're naturally through your workouts becoming heavier while you're trying to stay lighter well our, like, so our workouts our practices were literally just like two hours of just straight live wrestling right oh okay. <laughs> yeah and then like we did like push-ups sit-ups pull-ups like sprints back and forth just to maintain our like conditioning okay you guys didn't have like what see <laughs> i don't know if you know this i was not <laughs> on my high school <laughs> wrestling team uh yeah but I was in band and the wrestling room was right next to the band room. And those guys were, I feel like. Could you guys keep it down, please? We're trying to practice music in here. This is very serious. They were constantly lifting, constantly Mm -hmm. lifting. So I don't know, like that. We did have different coaching and whatever. Yeah, we had our lift days, but it weren't like, it weren't like all the time. Okay. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And you did rugby as well. Yes. Which was more difficult? Who? Um, I think rugby kind of came naturally, like through through playing football and then like mm-hmm. wrestling. I, I would probably have to say wrestling is probably the hardest sport I've ever done, but like it was endearing. Mm. So like like I learned a lot about myself during wrestling because like yes, like it was a team sport, but still one on one in the match. Yeah, it's still one on one. Yeah. So like, and if you're on a good team, mm-hmm. practice is brutal too. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're whooping up on everybody, right? I know we're getting really sports centric, but I have to ask: How many? Like, so you you were at Central Catholic, so they had a high school rugby team. How many local schools have rugby teams now? Probably a good good amount. Really? Okay. Yeah. How about then? Um, not that many. I yeah. know of like we had. And just, you're young. We're just talking yeah. 15 years ago or whatever. Woodland Hills had one um hmm. central at that time that i was there had just got one so that was my senior year oh okay uh i know kiski area had had one then too uh i think at that time that's about the only schools that yeah. i know of wow okay. that had one so yeah now and hills has one and i actually coached that team Moon oh cool. has one uh there's a bunch more now yeah there's a lot what season do they play like when are you coaching? Spring. Okay. Usually. Which works out well for the football players. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, track. yeah. That's cool. Mm, well, like if they want them. Right. If they want them. Right. Yeah. If they so want you them coached play. last year? I didn't coach last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're co- um, coaching this upcoming year. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't have any time. <laughs> You've coached in the past. Yes. I've okay. coached in the past. So, so they wouldn't want a football player playing rugby because of the, it's more injury prone? Yeah. But a lot of. <laughs> See, 
I disagree with that because what happened? Oh, is I'm like, asking. Yeah. I'm not, it wasn't a statement. No, it, I'm, yes. yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Yes, that's why. That's why. Yes, that's, or at least that's what they say. Yes. Okay. They they would they try they would to make it not that way. But yeah, say that. yeah. But it, a lot of their players would benefit. Like a lot of football players would benefit from oh, playing rugby. Absolutely, from the cardio to the the diversity in uh, movement mm-hmm. and position. Because mm-hmm. you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. Right. Take downs. And you probably don't get hurt as often because no. you're wearing less pads. Right. So you protect yourself and you don't go flying at somebody. Yep. That's what I would think. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. 100%. It is a cool sport. I don't know all the rules, but I've watched it and it is a fun sport to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a fun sport to play. Have you ever played Australian rules football? No. I've seen it though. What's that? Uh, insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what w- it is. Would you say it's a cross between... Rugby and foot and American football. I would say it's a cross in between uh, American football, rugby, and soccer. There's some kicking. Uh, There's a lot more yeah. kicking. The the, the, the four mm-hmm. goalposts. Yep. And the guys with the hats that go like this when you and make the it. And the field's like an <laughs> oval. Like, oh, is it really? I don't yeah, think I knew it's, that. It's huh. It used to always be on like ESPN. The Ocho. Two. No. At like six o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Now I kind of want to see it. Like, oh, it's great. And the guys, the referees who stand like there's four goalposts with no crossbar. And there's two smaller ones on the outside and two bigger ones in the middle. And you get like one point if you kick it between the ones on the fly, by the way. You're running. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You have to drop right. kick it. And three if it goes through the middle. And they have these guys with white coats and like white old school hats. And they just stand there. And if it goes through, they just go. <laughs> like a karate chop. Exactly. So you go on to Slippery Rock? Yes. And Whoa. Actually, before that, I go on to Hiram College. Hiram College? Where's yes. that? It's in uh, Hiram, Ohio. Ohio, right okay. out of um, about a couple of minutes out of uh, or from um, what is it, Garrettsville, Ohio, or something like that. <laughs> that <can't> doesn't help. <laughs> Great, nobody oh, knows Garrettsville. <laughs> it's like forty minutes away from Cleveland. Okay, there you go. South? No, north. North, I think. Yeah, it can't. No, be it can't be north. <laughs> That's right. That's Lake Erie. <laughs> All right. Well, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere east we're setting you up in the middle terrible. of nowhere ohio 40 minutes okay. east, just gotcha. past Erie. <laughs> um middle of nowhere ohio yeah. as the guy who was cutting my hair when i said we were going to the middle of nowhere ohio the guy next to him goes oh so like ohio yeah as <laughs> <laughs> well right no offense ohio some offense, <laughs> no, no, all the fence <laughs> it's weird because my cousin went to kenyon in ohio and it is not near anything nope, nope. it's in kenyon Funny, I was gonna say. Funny enough, it's it's not near Kenya either. Near Garrettsville. Um, what? So, how long were you at Hiram? Not long, I so, guess. No, I was there for I believe a full year. Is that okay. like a junior um, college, like like community college? Kind no, of it no, was it was it was a college. It was a D three college. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, D three school. Uh, and why'd you pick college? Because I wanted to play football. I was trying okay. to keep a dream still alive. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Was go, dead a go long D3 time ago. Go D3 and you, you're going to find a place and transfer. Just play football. Last yeah. chance you. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. no, like, I, I knew I'm not going. I'm, I'm I was making a D1 squad. And yeah. There's no way. No way But possible. you wanted to play. Yeah, but I yeah. wanted to play. Um, I got there. I did fine. But, like, it just wasn't the same. And, uh... And I ended up getting a concussion too. And mm. I sat down with the head coach and I'd be like perfectly honest with you. 
I want to focus on my schooling. It's not fun to me anymore. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's a bummer. It's just yeah. a lot of people in college. Though. Yeah. It's like yeah. even D three. Yeah. It's like no, they own you now. Like you're here. And yeah. You gotta. Yep. You do what they say when you you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt. It felt like a full time job with no benefits because mm-hmm. our team was garbage. Uh, <laughs> and being D three, so, you weren't you weren't getting a scholarship. No. Se. I mean, they even help you out fi- uh, no. academically. They had these things called activity scholarships, which were supposed to be like academic scholarships, but they only give those to you if you don't like get any type of scholarship. Luckily enough, like I relied on my academics and I got an academic scholarship, but nice, you know, so you left there. Yeah. What made you transfer back uh, to PA? Uh, Bob subs. <laughs> nice. Love Bob. Subs. Uh, I think I just wanted to be closer to home at that point. Okay. Um, Cause I felt like I was stuck in that small town and it was a small town. Like the, whole town was made up of like Hiram College and a few different like different houses. A few Amish people. No, not even that. There were Amish people though, which <laughs> a funny story about that. Um, like we were on our way to like Walmart or whatever. Keep talking. And there was like an Amish person. It was like myself and then like a couple of my like floor mates who were also on the football team as well. We were going to Walmart and see this Amish person just riding in her like horse and buggy. He like turns, looks at us, looks back and then just, yeah. And then just goes like, just starts flying down the road. What you like guys like freaked him out. I like, guess here come these big football players. Yeah, I guess, but it was the funniest thing in the world. Interesting. It was just like, what just happened? But, Meanwhile, yeah. well, I'm maybe not him, but I think Amish, you know, like don't mess with them. They're going to yeah. knock your teeth out. They're tough farmer dudes, you know? Sure. I mean, nothing again. I'm not, I'm not saying Amish are violent. That's the you know. I'm Tell just you, saying. When there. we were down at Children's Hospital and the Amish would come in, I was like, you know, give them the room, Rachel. Give there, them the room. I, I'm not saying they're violent. I'm just saying I wouldn't mess, you know. Hey, don't mess with the farmers. List. Let's make a list, Chris. Who would you mess with? <laughs> well, no one. So, Slippery Rock, did you do anything there athletically? Yes. I uh, played rugby there um, for four years. Uh, for your starter, uh, yeah, that's all. All the sports I did, it was mainly just focused on rugby there. And graduated with a degree in uh, physical activity and fitness management, which was like technically, I guess, phys ed for adults. But yeah, and that uh, okay. that led you to your job now. Yes. Well, actually, I went back and got my master's degree in now. public health. Which then led me to my job now. There it is. Yeah. Where did you get your master's? Slippery Rock. Where did you stay there? Yes, I stayed there. Just continuous. Yeah. Yeah. I I fell in love with Slippery Rock whenever I was there. It's a a nice town. Yeah, Yeah, it's a nice little town. Great disc golf course. Actually, as a matter of fact, it was like one of the like world champions like world there when you were there yeah oh while was, you were yeah. there fun yeah, yeah. 2015 baby mm-hmm. is that the one with the little pond with the fountain mm-hmm. yes um fountain oh I, hole number one is over a pond no that's the pond but then the other one is the bigger pond out by the road that's like number five four somewhere in there that's the big there's pond. a brand new firebird at the bottom of that pond oh it's spotted it on that trip when we were up there it was a beautiful r.i.p firebird it was a sad day well how about before we i'm sorry no you please before we run out of time um because i mean we got a little time but not too much but we haven't talked about like uh 
your faith journey, your history, and like, did you <laughs> grow up going to church? And well, yes. you did mention, you mentioned as, mm-hmm. yeah. So where did that take you, like, as you were in college and then heading into adult life? Like, what was your, what part of your life was that at that point? Okay. Um, I would say that, like, like when, when I was in college, like, I tried to stay, like, connected within my faith, but I, I think I slipped up a little bit, you know. Sure. Naturally. It's um, like me and the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> When I was in college, man, I had a hard time. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So you lost me there. People, people tell a <laughs> yeah. lot of stories about backsliding in college, and Chris is like, man, I know, man. I, I didn't go to the dentist. That's uh, it's, it's, Now I know where Ben gets it. That, that sounds like something Ben would say. Ben wouldn't. Ben would be like, he'd be like, that doesn't sound cool. So <laughs> <laughs> you were saying. Um, but yeah, um, so I tried to stay up with that and just like over time just didn't, uh, then I left Hiram. So that was at Hiram, left mm-hmm. Hiram, went to slip. Um, and there was still some of that going on. Uh, but I think like, it wasn't until like my, probably like my junior senior year, um, that I started to get back into like, like really my faith. Cause it was like, I went to a dark place, like around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was very dark. Um, Is that what, what you mean by that? Like depression, or do you mean like do it like or just what does dark place mean? Uh, so depression, um, depression to the form of like, well, I wanted to hurt myself. Oh, okay, pretty right. much. Uh, just mm. to be frank, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then like I relied on some friends, uh, but I also relied back on that faith that I had growing up, and uh, I found. Well, like it led me to finding like the um the worship group on campus. Okay. And uh did a lot of stuff with them. Um mm. got hooked up with them, ended up going to uh Jubilee conference and that was like uh, the Jubilee? first yeah. So like and it like Jubilee. it blew my mind. I was just like, Wow, like this is amazing. Yeah. Um and that allowed me to get like really like get back into my faith and everything. What did you do with the worship team? Um He's a worship group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. worship group. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? What would you do? What did you do with him? It was just Wednesday night. Like so, college ministry. Yeah. So it was Wednesday night Bible study is what it was. Gotcha. Um, but on Thursdays they had worship worship night. And I didn't usually go um on Thursdays because we... I had rugby practice, so I just couldn't make it. Yeah. When so you said you, worship, I, but, my yeah. mind went to like right. worship team. I was like, Yeah. We got a like closet singer <laughs> musician here. We didn't even oh, he's know. Gonna, he's gonna at least be running sound for us. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. I've seen you back there. He's well, making a face though. <laughs> what? You play something? Uh, well, I tell me you play drums. I don't play drums. Okay. I used to play ukulele. <laughs> we got a spot for it. We Why got a spot not? For it. I um, love the uke. And I don't think I ever told you this, uh, but I also used to beatbox. Oh man, that'd so, be fun. That would be fun. It's actually a voice percussionist. <laughs> so, so you now you had said before, like how like you you loved slippery rock, mm-hmm. but then you said you went you know to this dark place. So just in hindsight, like looking back at that point in your life, are what were you facing? And again, you don't have to talk about anything that you don't want to talk about. But like, I, I'll put one thought out there was it just the like you're okay you're coming to the end of college and you're not sure what you're going to do next and you're starting to feel the weight of the world or was it something else uh so there was a little bit of that yeah um but i think also what kind of triggered it was a like a 
the bad relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I just like it, things ended and like I told myself I was fine and I wasn't. Mm. And, uh, I just couldn't, couldn't get over it. And trauma is such a slippery thing because, you know, an end of a relationship, a significant woman in your life is gone, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, Hmm, well, that, that rings bell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. cause how old were, again, were you when your mom passed? Nine. 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 And now, yeah. Nine is a significant age. I never thought about it that way. Mm. Hmm. And so, and yet, you don't, it's not in the forefront of your mind. So you're feeling really bad. And your cognitive mind is telling you, like, no, this girl's no good for you. And you're like, well, then why do I feel so bad? Mm. You know, and so then you just get all tripped up and then you're like, oh, I must be bad. Even in, you know, even in that, it's like, well, wait, my mother, she's gone. Here's this girl that I really, really love. She's gone. What's the common theme? Me. And so then that's I'm, a good I'm point. Worth much. Do you know where your, do you know where your hurts go? Whether it's anger, fear, self condemnation, or guilt? Yes. Which, which one? <laughs> all of them. All of them. Like, in this order. <laughs> uh, I would probably say all of it at, at different at some, points at some level. Yeah, but yeah. which the most? Yeah. What do you feel the most now? Because obviously, as a kid, it was um, anger. Yes, as a kid, it was anger. I I think at that time, maybe guilt. Yeah, yeah. Like I would look upon it as like, oh man, I should have did this differently, and only if I did this differently, and like that. Mm. But like, then I realized it's like, no, like that's absolutely not true. Like, it ended for a perfect re- for a very good reason. Uh, I might not know what that reason is, and I'm okay with not knowing what that reason mm. is because Christina, that's a big step, right? Yeah, Christina knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's researched everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the the most awkward of transitions, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why are you the way that you are? We, um, well, I even made that creepy. Um, but I don't think we've really touched on it, and we sold it in the in the preview and everything else. What's it like to be a professional wrestler? Yes. <laughs> um. And how great is it to be, because you like being a villain, uh, a heel, more than being a face, right? I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you said that. I, I like, I like, so. Well, what's the difference? Heel is a bad guy. Yeah. Face is a good guy. Okay. So being a heel person allows me to, like, I guess, like, play out a side of me that I don't really get to do, like, yeah. in my day-to-day life, because that's just not the person that I am. So, like, I get to explore a lot, like, experiment But a it's lot fun to act things. that way. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you body slam somebody with HIV as you're trying to get them help. So, eh, people look at you weird. Sometimes, sometimes I want to body slam yeah. you right now. Listen, I'm sorry for your condition, but I'm about to kill you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get to sort of exercise out that yeah. repressed anger and whatnot. Yeah, but controlled. Right, right. But like being the face, um, a lot. Like allows me to uh, interact with kids a lot for some reason, and yeah. uh, I absolutely love that side. Like, cause they kind of like, they kind of like look up to me. Like, it's like, oh, like yeah. Oh, that Dude, is really James's son. So James, who actually said he was like, "How do I get on the podcast?" So I was like, "You gotta take the emotional." Oh my there. gosh, oh, what an episode! We're and not I, ready for that. And I and I gave him the link. He still hasn't filled it out. So <laughs> it's have, on you, buddy. We Balls don't in your have court. A drop I we don't have a no we don't have a cuss button. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. we have a drop button. Oh, um, we need no, I would love to get James on the podcast, <laughs> but dude, his son, they, they went and saw you and like, oh. dude, his son is like, just 
Jones and to get back at a, at another match. It's so funny. And the kids do look up. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, how much the kids look up to even the heels. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. But certainly the faces. Yeah. Yeah. At some level, they love to despise the heels. Mm-hmm. I would say, right? Well, it's or like cool how close everybody is. The, the right. Yeah. It's a very intimate. Right. right. I haven't been to one of yours, but it's very I've intimate. Been to it, I know. I want to go. Oh, okay. I so I'm the only go. one. I have not. It's yet just that every single one. I, there's always seven in Johnstown. It's the whole reason why I came on this podcast, just to promote it. <laughs> um, what's October crazy is, 7th, Johnstown. Yeah. All right, we're writing it down. With encouragement being one of his highest needs, it makes sense all that you love being mm. a face. Mm. I mean, think about it. You've got 400 sometimes people, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah, cheering for you all at once. Can't go. I, will, <laughs> I just looked. I can't go. I will tell you something. Sunflowers. But it's after September. Something it's cool. I will tell you something cool that happened um, at this last show that I was a part of in, in Johnstown. It's the same promotion. Um, so there was these uh, the little kids that came up. You know, mm-hmm. said, hey, can we take a picture with you? I was like, absolutely. Sure. Um, and she was like, you did great. Amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And she saw me later because I guess the, her parents like owned like some restaurant that was in the mall. Because you went and got food because everyone was everyone backstage was talking. It's like yeah, it's just like soul food restaurant. It's good and it was good. Um, but then she's like, oh, that's him. That's the guy that took a picture yeah. with me. And <laughs> you're somebody. Nice. You're somebody was, like, to get recognized. And he was looking yeah. at me like like this superstar. Like they like they just saw a superstar. Like I can't believe that's the him. That's him. That's him. <laughs> and I was just like, that's so cool. That is that's cool. so cool. It's Julian Chip. So, <laughs> I love that. Nobody ever says and that. And I was a heel that night, too. Oh, really? Way, yeah. So wow. that wasn't the four-way. No, that was a while ago. No, it wasn't a four-way. No. Yeah, and you have that classic um high need of encouragement and therefore low need of support kind of thing happening. Um, so do you feel a lot like as you were coming through school and coming through, and not that maybe a low need could mean that you just you haven't met anyway, and then, mm-hmm. but you just don't feel the need for it. But did you do you feel sort of like a self made man, like you're? Yeah, yeah, um, a little bit. Um, I do certainly credit goes out. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I do recognize that like I wouldn't be here without like you know the important like people yeah. in my life, like my family and my friends, and well, my my girlfriend. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I recognize that, but like, yeah, sometimes, like, yes, like, I was, you know, I made it here, like, by myself. Like, yeah. so, like, right. they've encouraged you yes. along the way, but yeah. you did it. You yeah. took, you know, you're you're responsible for mm. it. You made it happen. You got it done. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's that's a classic person who has a need for encouragement, but not for support. Well, mm-hmm. and you react. That's got to feel encouraging when somebody comes up to you in a match, like after a match like that, where they, they come up to you and they make those comments, you know, that's why it feels good. It's, it's probably so encouraging. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It means, it means I did something right. Mm. Well, before we go, is there anything you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say? Anything about you that we don't know that we should know? Anything you want to say to anybody who's going to come out October 7th to where? Uh, Johnstown Galleria. That's right around the corner. Yeah. Is that a... A mall? It's a mall. Okay. Yeah. They got a good soul food restaurant there. Nice. They have a bunch of different restaurants. I haven't tried them all, but I know that soul food restaurant's pretty good. Was it good? What'd you get? Uh, what is it? Uh, fried chicken. Heard of it. <laughs> uh, mac and cheese and collard greens. Nice. Okay. So. I've had. I've only had collard greens. I think twice in my life, and one time, 
did not care for them. And then the other time, I guess they were prepared or better in my yeah. estimation. I mean, I, and I liked them, but that's all I, you know, the it. next time my grandma makes collard greens, I'll make sure to. Right. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Oh, well, Tuesday night call dreams. Yeah, you can yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I got you all. <laughs> so fun. All right. Well, Julian, thanks for joining us. And that is it for episode 214. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at www.lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. And thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Do they, did they, or do they, did they, do they? I don't know if you know this. I was not on my high school <laughs> wrestling team. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go to the the most awkward of transitions. Chris? <laughs>